What can you do when your calendar's full, your task manager is bulging at the seams and you find yourself stuck with nowhere to turn? That's what we're looking at today. Hello and welcome to episode 314 of the Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host of this show. Do you feel or often feel that no matter what you do, there is always too much to do? Hundreds of emails that need responding to several projects all coming to a close at the same time and a demanding personal life. It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? It feels like there's no room to move or do anything you want to do. Turn up each day and the noise destroys your energy, willpower and sense of being human. The rinse and repeat approach to life. It leaves you exhausted at the end of the day, yet with a feeling you got nothing important done. The good news is all is not lost, but you are going to have to do something that every instinct in your body will tell you you cannot do. Yet, if you do not do anything, these miserable days will continue forever. Those who've managed to drag themselves out of that pit of despair have had to do something that was uncomfortable, yet brought them the organisation and calm they were looking for. The good news is the action you need to take is not so dramatic that you need to quit your job. In fact, once you commit to taking action, it can be a lot of fun. No, really. So, with that said... Let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Anthony. Anthony asks, Hi Carl, can you help? I'm completely overwhelmed with emails and tasks. I have three deadlines coming up at the end of this month and I'm so far behind. I know I will miss those deadlines. How does anyone stay on top of their work? Hi, Anthony. Thank you for your question. And I hope you had time to renegotiate your deadlines before the end of February. Okay, where to start? When anyone finds themselves caught in a spiral of never-ending tasks, emails and projects, there is only one thing you can do, and that is to stop. And this is the part every instinct in your body will scream, No! I don't have time. You are right in one respect. You don't have time. But then you don't have time to do your work either, do you? So really, there's nothing to lose by stopping altogether. Now, let me explain why stopping altogether, at least for a couple of days, is the best Thing you can do. A lot of what you have accumulated likely does not need doing, but it is swirling around in your head or in your 
task manager telling you it does need doing. It's only when you stop, step back and look at everything as a whole that you begin to see what needs doing and what likely does not. You won't see that unless you stop. Let's take email as an example. At what point will responding to an email become embarrassing for you? A week, two weeks, a month or three months? If you've not replied to an email after three weeks, do you think the person who sent the email to you is still waiting? Or do you think even think they remember sending you the email in the first place? Where is your line? You see, there is a professional consideration here. If you've not responded to an email for three weeks, what do you think the sender will feel about you if they get a reply now? Unprofessional? Disorganised? A mess? The thing is, if you've failed to respond to an email for three or more weeks, often the best thing you can do is to leave it. Archive the email and move on. If it's important or does need your attention, it will come back at some point. I would say if it's been a few weeks, the chances are have things have moved on already anyway and you won't need to worry about it. In my email system, Inbox 02.0, I advise you to pick one of two options, a hard or soft email bankruptcy. Most people choose the soft email bankruptcy. This is where you select all the emails you've not responded to that are older than two to three weeks and move them to a new folder called Old Inbox. Then clear off the remaining emails in your inbox. For those older emails, you can go through them at leisure over the next few weeks and decide what to do with them. The reality is most people end up deleting this folder after a few weeks anyway because they realise nothing in there is worth keeping. Now, the hard email bankruptcy is much more effective, but much more scary. Do the same thing as you would do with the soft email bankruptcy, but instead of moving them off to a folder, you hit the most powerful key on your keyboard, the delete key, and you delete them. You don't need to worry about any retention issues. If you received an email, there will be a copy of it. Someone sent you the email in the first place and anything you delete will sit in your trash folder for at least 30 days unless you change the defaults. Just this action alone will get you back on top of your email. However, to prevent the problem from reoccurring, you will need to change your email management practices. The best advice I can give you here is to set aside an hour a day, every day, to deal with your communications. Staying on top of email requires time each day. Miss just one day and you will require double the amount of time the next day. It's just not worth it. If you want a future where you are in control of your mail, you will need to deal with it every day. I'm reminded of Friedrich Nietzsche, the philosopher with the amazing moustache, who, among other things, popularised the Stoic term amor fati, which loosely translated means loving your fate. We all have to live with instant messages and emails today, which means either we learn to love dealing with it or we allow it to become a burden. 
I preferred to find ways to make dealing with email a pleasure. I set the environment, some great music, a comfortable chair and a warm dog sat next to me while I plough through as quickly as I can the emails I need to respond to today. Oh, and don't forget the obligatory cup of British tea. Perfect. Now for me, emails a joy. Now, for the tasks in your task manager. Again, this will require some time out. Whether you have a few hundred or a few thousand tasks in your task manager, the best thing you can do is to go through this one by one and delete those that are no longer necessary or you feel you have no time to get to this year. Your goal here is to reduce this list by at least 50%. Your task manager really needs to be only concerned with anything you need to do in the next three months. Anything beyond that is either going to change significantly or isn't going to get done. Anything that you think needs to be done beyond three months can be put on your calendar as an all-day event. Or, if you're not sure when you will do it or even if you will ever do it, you can create a list in your notes app and just dump them there. Task managers only work if they are clean and tight. In other words, if anything on your task list is something you may like to do or sounds like a good idea today but doesn't really need to be done, it should not be there. Only tasks you know need to be done should be there and nothing else. Wishful tasks should be in a project note or a master would like to do list in your notes. Your notes app can be the dumping ground for these, never your task manager. The problem with dumping everything in your task manager, whether they need doing or not, is your task manager will soak them up willingly, but will also want to remind you of them at some point. So what do we do? Well, we add a date or a tag or label so we don't forget them. And now you've just created overwhelm for yourself. These tasks will come back on random dates and you will be swamped. Now, you either reschedule them or give up altogether with the task manager. A great tool if used properly. So clean up your task manager and make sure only things that need to be done are on there and nothing else. Finally, let's look at your calendar. The chances are when you look at your calendar, you're going to see the underlying problem fairly clearly. It is here where you will see how you are managing your time, which is, after all, the essence of everything. I mentioned earlier about setting aside some time each day for dealing with your communications. The question now is, what else do you need time for each day? it's likely you will need time for dealing with administrative tasks, those little things that need to be dealt with. Things like managing your personal finances, expense reports, arranging your next vacation and such like. What about family time or time for exercise, etc.? How much time do you want for these activities each week? This is where your calendar becomes the master. You can allocate time for these activities and block them out on your calendar so you won't be tempted to allow anything else to get in the way. How many meetings do you have on average each week? 
Are you spending too much time in meetings? Do you need to attend all those meetings? Could you be excused from some of them? These are questions you can ask yourself when you go through your calendar. Could you find two to three hours, three to four times per week for deep focused work? If so, block that time out now. Create the space you need to do the things you want to do or need to do. Only your calendar will tell you if you have the time. You may look at your calendar and instantly see you have overcommitted yourself. If that's the case, you can do you can what can you do to remove some of those commitments? Who do you need to talk to? To get in control of your time and work, there will likely be some difficult choices to make. The issue is though, if you don't make those difficult choices today, the problems you're trying to solve will come back again and again and again. If you try and resolve these issues without stopping and stepping back, you'll only find yourself putting it off. There has to be a break point. Why not do it now and get things back under control today? Alternatively, you could block out a weekend in the near future to get everything under control. Two days where you are completely on your own to get everything sorted out can be a great, it can, this, this can just be great for your mental well-being. You get to see where the problems are and once you see them, you can spend time finding the solutions. I hope that has helped, Anthony. Thank you so much for your question and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs> <laughs>